Welcome to the Seat Go Create podcast. This is Tim Winters, your host. I am a coach for business owners, executives, and leaders. My wife and I consider ourselves nomads, and at times iconoclast. You know, those are people that attack cherished beliefs or institutions, and here's why I say that. We actually live, work, and travel in our 39-foot RV, and I am coming to you from the front seat of my office in the RV currently. And today I get to do what I love to do, which is do a podcast interview with someone who's really cool, has a lot going on, and they have a great business background, faith background. So we're going to have a lot of fun today. Today we have Misty Phillip as our guest. Misty is a successful entrepreneur, podcaster, speaker, author, and mastermind leader. I love masterminds. We're going to talk about that later. We're going to help educate people on what masterminds are, Misty. So we're going to have fun with that. She founded Spark Christian Podcast. Podcast conference and co-founded Rocket Podcast to encourage and inspire fellow podcasters. She is also the host of By His Grace Podcast. She's the author of The Struggle Is Real, but God, but so is God. And what a what a timely we're gonna we're gonna discuss that too. And uh, and also the Spark Podcast Planner 2020. And she's a contributor on Dear Wife 10 Minute Invitations to Practice Connection with your husband. I need my wife to listen in on this and I need to listen in too, I'm sure. Misty, welcome to the Seat Go Create podcast. Hey, Tim. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm excited about our interview today. Yeah, we're going to have fun. We've got a lot of things to discuss. I actually have, I usually get to prep a lot more for podcasts. So we're going to kind of let the spirit lead us here because I was not able to read your book like I usually would like to do. I was able to just skim. And so anyway, so we're going to have fun with it. My first question is usually this. I give people's glowing bios and all of these great things, which they're awesome. But I like to just ask people in their own words, we've got five floors in an elevator to go up, short few seconds. What do you do? If I ask you, what do you do? What are you going to tell me? Well, first and foremost, I am a lover of King Jesus. I am a wife and a mom, and I'm finishing up 20 years of homeschooling this year with my youngest. So that is my real job, um, my full-time job. And then I am all the other things. I am an author and a speaker and a podcaster and an entrepreneur. And life is busy. It's at mock speed these days, but it's a lot of fun. And I, sometimes I feel like I'm doing too many things and I kind of need to focus in, but, uh, God's just given me this incredible season and, and all of these projects to work on. And so it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. At times we wonder, you know, I, we can go ahead and head into scripture and the gospel. We, we're in the entrepreneur space, but we don't hide any of our faith. And, and I, I being a business coach and working with a lot of high performance people, I have studied a lot of scriptures on this. And it's interesting. There's not an example in the Bible that I could find, you may know something that says, and Jesus rushed and Jesus was in a hurry. Jesus was so dang busy. He could barely get it all done. And, um, and I don't mean any disrespect in saying that. I think you understand what I mean. And I think that that's how we at times need to evaluate all that's happening in our lives. And I've got a day right now that's in the process of doing the same thing. There's so many things going on. And maybe we just can just pause and just maybe enjoy this time that we're hanging out together. Yeah, 
Absolutely. I have a friend who wrote a book um, about rest and sacred rest. And she talks about, you know, even the God of the universe who spoke the, the world into existence worked from a place of rest. And so, um, yeah, I think we need to work from rest. Although I am a, a multitasker, so I do have a lot of balls in the air at any given time because I'm a uh, woman and it's what I do. <laughs> all right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start right now with something that's off my script that I wrote, and I'm gonna dive into something you just mentioned. When people like us say things like "work from rest," there are people that hear us and go, "What?" the heck are they talking about? And so I'm going to ask you to peel back a few layers from that statement, work from rest, as let's kind of back up, homeschooling mom, business person, entrepreneur, author, all the things you just mentioned, what does that really look like when we throw out a statement like work from rest? Yeah, so it begins every day being in the word and being connected to the Lord because he is our source. Um, and like, for example, all of these things didn't happen in, in one day or week or month. Like the Bible study took me three years to write, which a lot of people can churn out books very quickly. But because of my schedule, you know, I had to work on that slowly. And, um, and, and I would work on it, and then God would have to teach me a lesson. And so before I could go forward any further, um, I would have to learn that lesson. And I, I think taking time to you know, one of the things that I do, even though it sounds like I'm really busy, is I don't overschedule my family. I'm very cognizant about what I say yes to and what I say no to. And I'm very intentional with the things that we do. And so, um, you know, when I was a younger mom, there's no way when I was homeschooling that I could do any of the things that I'm doing now because my family and homeschooling my children was my number one job. But now that they're older, they don't need me as much. Now I'm able to focus on some of the projects that the Lord has for me. So those are a couple of ways. Number one, keeping first things first with the Lord. And then two, keeping my calendar manageable so that I'm not doing too many things at one time so that I still have um, the energy that I need to love and serve my family and my neighbors um, the way I need to. Yeah, I, lo I love that response because you gave spiritual and practical and kind of mashed them together, which to me was what I was looking for. I wanted, I mean, sometimes we really spiritualize things and people go, I don't know what you mean by time in the word and more time with the father and quiet time. But then the calendar is so critical and quiet time. You know, it's, we're, we're in an age. I'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and put a put a time stamp on this. You and I are recording this in what would be mid-April 2020. It probably won't re be released on on our podcast until maybe May, June. I'm not exactly sure when it will be released. But I want to go ahead and let people know that that are listening because they will be able to remember the time that we are stay, staying at home. Yeah. We're somewhat being sequestered, quarantined, whatever words you want to use, lockdown. And to me, this is a time that is allowing, forcing, whatever word we want to use, people to reevaluate what you just said. Would you agree? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think we're seeing a mixed bag of, of, of difficulty and blessing. So one of the things that I've noticed that has been a blessing is in my neighborhood. I've seen all these families riding bikes and taking walks and spending time together. What a blessing. Um, you know, my family is home all the time because we've homeschooled and, and my husband has been blessed to be able to work from home a lot. So our life really hasn't changed a lot, except for the fact that he was laid off from his job. Um, so that's kind of a big deal. But the way our family functions is like normal because I work from home. I manage the kids. I'm, I've already, you know, have been working in homeschooling. And so for a lot of it, our life hasn't changed, but I, I do see some, some positive ways that it's, that it's changed for other people. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of forcing I think a lot of people us even to to see what's important, and so that's good. So tell me, I, I had a question here. I wanted you to tell a little bit more about your family and go ahead and brag and tell us. And you know, you just mentioned something that seems unfortunate. I believe that your husband has lost his position, and you can share what you want to about that. But just tell us. I mean, we homeschooled our children; they're grown now. And uh, my wife just left the RV to go visit our first grandchild, which is why we're in Colorado. So we are listen game changer just so you know game changer grandchild comes along everything's different so brag brag to us about your family Misty. yeah so i have an incredible husband peter and three amazing boys uh my oldest son jacob is married and he's been married for two years going on three years and we don't have grandchildren yet oh. so it's so hard. So that's why I keep doing more things because I'm trying to keep myself busy until I do have grandkids. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that one day in the future. And then we have a, our next son, Connor, it has um, profound special needs. He's 21 years old and has a brain injury. So he probably, we will never have an empty nest. So he keeps us young and on our toes. And then our baby is not a baby. He's 18 and six foot two or three. And, you know, he was a lineman. So he's huge uh, and amazing you know, they're great. I, I'm so blessed that I was able to stay home with them and homeschool them all the way through. It has just made our family dynamics so good. And, and so we're all just a really close family. And it sounds like you, you have the same thing, which is a really, it's such a blessing, especially in today's world. It is. And so, so you've got a lot of, got a lot of males around you. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. How you doing with that? How's that going? Uh, yeah. Well, I like, I like to be the queen. Um, so it's good. Um, but I do have a daughter-in-law, which has been so wonderful. And I'm hopeful that maybe one day I'll have grand granddaughters, but um, yeah, at least I'm not completely outnumbered. I've got a daughter-in-law in the mix now. Wow. Yeah. We, our first grand is a granddaughter and you know, I am, I am, I'm not concerned. I'm not concern, but I, I see a lot of possible manipulating going on if I don't, if I don't stay straight anyway. So what a, my husband, what thanks a, God all the time that we had boys. That's I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> well, you know, we had a, we had a girl and a boy and I could guarantee you, I do the math. The boys are almost all the time less costly if it's just a dollars and cents thing. Now, 
can't look at ROI with kids and all that. So tell us a little bit. I know, I know we homeschooled, you've homeschooled. There are a lot of people that have been forced into homeschooling in, in this environment that we're in, depending on when people listen to this. But can you just give us a little bit of what has worked well? What's been a big challenge? What are some things you've learned from it? We love it. We called it road schooling. We would travel a good bit and it just gave us a lot of freedom. And we like taking responsibility for the education of our children. But talk to us about homeschooling for a second. Yeah, so we feel the same way. Like we loved our homeschooling years. We got to vacation in the off season and we traveled a lot with our kids and made that part of their education. But, you know, what people are doing right now, I think is crisis schooling and they're trying to do, whether it's public school or private school in their home. And that's, you know, that's not what homeschooling is. Homeschooling is a, is a discipleship. You are teaching them when you get up, when you sit at the table, when you walk along the way, it's homeschooling is really, I think, a biblical principle that we can take from scripture in that you're, you're constantly teaching your children. And um, my husband and I both agree that one of the, the best things about homeschooling our kids is we really get to impart our thoughts, our wisdom, our value, which um, come from a Christian perspective and not someone else's uh, opinion or worldview. And so we love that we get to, um, to instill that in our kids, but we've also had incredible, you know, we've taught our kids to think and to speak well and to have their own thoughts. So they're not mini me's necessarily. Um, but we love the, the education. We classically educated our kids. So books were a huge important part of that. So mm-hmm. we, we had the philosophy that if you can teach your kids to read, they can teach themselves anything. And we're seeing that bear out, uh, today. Yeah, that's great. We did, we did my wife primarily, I need to be careful with what I say. I, I participated, but I'm not sure that I could have passed some of the things that they were actually teaching. We, early on, she did things like Latin and logic that, you know, isn't done in the traditional school environment. And let's just say that I probably should have gone through that training that they were doing in the household and <laughs> while I was doing that. So anyway, I you know, to, to us, it's just us having the responsibility of educating our children versus passing it off to someone else. And listen, there's some people that their kids are in public schools, private schools, whatever, and that's just the way they need to do it. But that doesn't mean that they have to pass off the responsibility to educate their children. It's just that they may be having someone else do it for a portion of time. And so that's important. Yeah. And for for me, like I didn't teach them everything. I, I can't be responsible for teaching them everything they need to know. So, you know, my husband was a part of that, but we also had mentors and teachers and classes and friends that we co-opt with in order to make that journey sweet. And so I, you know, when my son was interested in law and politics, I got a lawyer to work with him and, and an economist when he wanted economics. And so I didn't have to know all of the things. So parents don't have to know all of the things, but they they do, you know, it's our job to guide and direct and, and shepherd our children. And so, yeah, there's no judgment if you're in, uh, if your kids are in school and you're now, this is thrust upon you. Uh, I, I do want to say that because, you know, if God calls you to homeschooling, then he will equip you to do it, but God doesn't call everyone to homeschool. So. 
Yeah, yeah. I know that both of us would want to give grace. I can't say that early on in our homeschool career, which this was in the 90s, by the way, that we were not at times combative because during those times we had large numbers of people that were critical of what we were doing. And uh, so anyway, but we it was a blessing. Our kids are grown now and, and they're awesome. We didn't ruin them that much so they they made it (laughs) listen there's there's a lot of grace with a lot of things but i believe that god gives us the most grace with raising our children (laughs) and we do the best we can and then let him take over in the areas that we can't so you know you mentioned i I would be it would bother me if i didn't ask a little bit more about connor yeah um because I've heard some people discuss special needs children and, and I would, I would really want to allow you the opportunity to talk more about that because I know it's probably a big part of your journey and it doesn't mean that any of our children are more special or less special than others, but there are some children that help us with our growth and development more than others. I don't know if that's the case with Connor, but I would, I want to just give you uh, some time to talk about uh, that, that situation, lessons learned, or what, whatever, whatever your move to discuss related to that, knowing that, you know, we have a lot of listeners that could be ministered to by anything that you say related to that. Yeah. Um, thank you. Connor is, an incredible blessing in our life and absolutely has helped, you know, conform us to be more like Jesus. Um, He had a brain injury as a baby. So he had one of his vaccinations and this may be a little controversial for people who don't think that vaccines injure, but he had his vaccination and Um, right afterwards started having grand mal seizures and seized constantly over the course of a couple of days. So he went from having seizures very um, far apart to where he was almost in a constant seizure. And then he was doped up with phenobarbital. And so his key developmental years between one and two, he was limp. And we did everything that we knew to to do to help him. And he was really part of the reason why we started homeschooling because he was in and out of the hospital. And I I had known that I was supposed to homeschool the boys, but my husband thought it was weird because we started back in the nineties too. And, and it wasn't where it is today. Um, but my husband's like, let's try this homeschooling thing. And so we did. And, um, you know, Connor has made huge strides, but the portion of his brain that was affected was his motor function. And so that affects his speech and, you know, his movements and many other things that have been affected. And uh, we were initially told that he was on the autism spectrum. And so we Mm -hmm. treated him for being on the autism spectrum. And it wasn't until Um, he was 16, that we actually got the right diagnosis, that when he had that immunization and that reaction that he had, he contracted um, autoimmune encephalitis. So what they think, Mm -hmm. there's something called pandas. And, um, and like, he may have had like the strep virus that went to his brain at the same time that he got the shot. And then his body got in this loop of continuously attacking his brain 
Um, so it's been definitely one of the most challenging things of my entire life. And, you know, you don't parent a child like that the way you do your other children. And there's a lot of joys that come along with that. And there's a lot of heartache that comes too. Um, so yeah, it's definitely been a struggle, but he is an incredible blessing to not only our family, but to everyone who meets them because he just has this incredible joy that for someone whose life has been so difficult, um, he's just a continuous source of joy. Yeah, we can all learn from that. We all need to allow more joy to flow through. For someone who might be listening in who is a, a parent of a special needs or a, let's just say a, a child, can say, say some things to them just before we move along. And we're going to discuss business and I want to talk about your podcast and things like that, Misty, but I can't quite get off of this yet. Yeah. So um, I guess encourage because, listen, it, there's no doubt there's difficulties there and people we deal with challenges and I know this is going to come up in your book and some other things we're going to discuss, but, but how, how were you equipped to deal with those challenges? Well, I wasn't, <laughs> I mean, initially I was not, so I'll just start there and I still struggle, you know, it's, that's why I wrote the struggle is real because it is. Um, but I will tell you, and I would tell your listeners the one thing that was spoken to me very early on when I had was just started my homeschool journey. So I'm trying to homeschool my, my older son. And then I have Connor and I'm trying to do all the things with Connor. And then I have this baby and, you know, just trying to do all of the things. And I was completely overwhelmed and didn't know how I would get through this journey. And I had a lady who was a little bit further down the road from me, different life circumstances, but similar. And she looked at me and she said, Misty, you are never alone. God is mm. always with you. And I know that that we know that as believers, but it was so profound to me. It hit me deep within me that I don't know what to do with my son with my special needs son or my other boys, but you know who does? God does. And he is always with me. And, you know, in James one, it says, if we ask for wisdom, God's always going to give us, he gives that wisdom generously. So the way I approached homeschooling with Connor and all of my boys and just raising them is like, God, I don't know how to do this, but you do. And so yeah. just remembering that he's there, even when it feels really hard and really lonely, I can always share my burden with the Lord. And, um, and then he gives me, he gives me hope and peace and joy and love and kindness and all of the fruits of the spirit to help me to be able to, to do whatever it is that I need to do. Yeah, that's good. And I, it's challenging at times for us to be reminded how he brings us through all of these situations. I've recently had time to reflect back on a lot of our financial issues after 08. And, you know, people probably listening in are going through, we're going through things at all times. And only when we look back on them, can we say, wow, his hand moved right here in this situation. 
he ministered to me right here. And I'm sure you've got that in these situations and all. So I want to shift a little bit because I could have conversation about this at length and I think we could go deep into it, but I want to, I want to talk about some things related to your business and your podcast. And, and then I definitely, um, before we're done, want to talk about the rocket podcast launch that you guys have just had that, uh, that I'm excited about. And I know you guys are too, but, but at some point along the way, you felt an urging to, to do some writing and then to do some podcasting and to share your journey. Before we get into the specifics of the book and the podcast, why did you feel an urging to share what was going on? Yeah, so a couple of things happened. One, I went to college with my son on welcome days and they said, mom, good job, you're done. And I went, wait, what? Like, I can't be involved anymore. (laughs) know what right so there was that and then at the same time I uh right after that my um son was in a bicycling race and he was busy in college and working full-time and he wasn't getting his rides in so I went to a uh, I went on a ride with him and I broke both of my arms and um as a wife mom homeschooler uh you know, to have two broken arms, I couldn't do anything. And it was during that time when God really spoke to my heart and just um, like, first of all, he, he just showed me how much he loved me and how I didn't have to do anything. There was nothing that I could do to work, to earn his love, that he loved me and that he cared for me and that he was going to see me through. And then as I began reflecting on all of the different experiences from, you know, we've got miscarriage and a stillborn baby and we had parents with brain tumors at the same time. And I had a sick mom and and grief and loss and all of the things that we have been through. I then realized I'm the older woman that scripture talks about that scripture says that the older women are to teach the younger women. And so that's kind of how this journey started because You know, a lot of young moms will try to speak to other young moms and that's wonderful, but I am a seasoned mom that can literally speak to all of the different things because I've been through most of them. And um, so that's kind of where that journey started. And from there, you know, I started writing my blog and then eventually I, um, you know, finished the Bible study and then started the podcast in conjunction with uh, that. So the, the Bible study is the struggle is real, but so is God. And it's a six week in-depth Bible study on what it means to overcome. And so it literally starts in Genesis and ends in Revelation and it goes everywhere in between there. Um, but the podcast I started, to, I launched it with the Bible study because we get into, my podcast is called By His Grace, but what we talk about are the struggles that we all face in life, big struggles, little struggles, um, you know, so a lot of struggles that are particular to women because that's a lot of who my audience is and who's on my show. And so we talk about how does God practically help us through those difficult times? Yeah, that's that's excellent. All right, so I want to ask a, um, maybe it's a theological question that comes up from me a good bit when I share my testimony and I share some of the things we've been through, people will say something to the effect of, these are 
well, I was going to say maybe non-believers, but actually some followers of Christ could ask the same question. Because when I walk through the things I go through, I could tell my story and I could have someone in tears crying. It could be really, really rough. I'm sure you could do the same. We've given glimpses of that here. Or I could tell my story and people would think most blessed, life's great. And sometimes people will bring up the, that God does not sound like a loving father God to me if he's allowing these things to happen. I like to ask some deeper questions here. I I want to kind of throw that, I want to lob that up to you to respond to the people. Because right now at this time we're recording this, there are some people out there saying, and I'll, this is not my belief, and I don't believe it's yours. If not, we can have a good discussion. You know, God's bringing things on. These are the end times, plagues and locusts, and, you know, the frogs haven't come yet, I don't think. But anyway, you know, they start doing things like that. I believe that I serve a loving, graceful father. And, and so when someone brings up to you, wow, you know, you serve a God that seems like he's letting a lot of bad stuff happen. What's up with that? Yeah, that is the question uh, of the ages, right? Um, if there is a good God, then why do bad things happen? And I think that we have to go back to Genesis in the beginning um, when God created, the everything was perfect and sin entered the world. And because sin entered the, the world, that beautiful, perfect picture of the garden has been corrupted. And because, you know, none, none of what's happening today has taken God by surprise. Um, the last thing that Jesus said before he went to the cross to the disciples was in this world, you will have tribulation, but take heart because I've overcome the world. So Jesus dealt with the sin issue on the cross, but we're still living in a world that is marred by sin. And we also know if we're a student of scripture that we will see the tribulations unfolding. We will, we will see things happening and we can know that things are closer than they were. You know, they they're, we're closer to seeing Jesus return today than we were yesterday. But, um, but God is still on his throne. He is still a good and loving God. Yeah. And um, he does allow things to happen in our lives. He doesn't do evil, but things are sifted through his sovereign hand because they help us to become more like Jesus. Yeah, that's good. Because the cross changed everything. Yeah. Uh, that was that was what reconnected us with that Eden system. And and I the, the terms I use, and I don't know how some people like these terms, some people don't, was the Babylonian Babylonian system is crumbling and falling all around us. The Eden or the Christ or the, the system that we're getting back to, which is the garden, is what Jesus connected us with. Does that not mean that we're, does that mean that everything's awesome? Yeah, it's awesome long term, but short term, there's still some stuff going on. So, and it sounds like by his grace, is is in many ways that podcast is what you address. I've listened to a few, by the way. I was able to listen to a few of those and enjoyed it. And I love the word 
grace. Tell us about the word grace. Yeah. So before I knew Jesus, my life was an absolute train wreck and I went headlong into sin and rebellion in my teen years and I didn't know him. And if anybody who would be listening to this now that knew me then, they would never think that I would be um, a wife, a mom, a homeschool mom, a ministry leader, an entrepreneur, none of those things. It is literally only by God's grace because he is wow. the one who has radically changed my life. And so that is the focus um, in everything that I do because it's all by his grace. And so um, that's probably yeah. my where, best answer where, for that. Where, where'd you, where, where did you grow up? Where would these people be that would be shocked by? <laughs> yeah. So I did. Um, I, yeah, so I was born in Minnesota and then moved to North Dakota and then moved to Texas and lived in the Woodlands, which is a suburb of Houston, not very far from my home now. Um, and then I moved to Corsicana and then Dallas. And so I was kind of all over the place, but probably my worst years were spent in a tiny town called Corsicana that is now on the map because of the Navarro cheer team and the Netflix oh. series. And actually Monica, the coach lived down the street from me and we went to high school together. So. Wow. Okay. Well, I, that, I don't know that reference. Maybe I'll need to search that. I, I don't, I don't watch the cheer yeah. So net, so net, Netflix <laughs> just put out a cheer uh, season and it's all about Navarro College and it went wildly ah. popular. And yeah, it's it's worth a watch. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, very good. Well, we're 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 glad that we all of our journeys can surprise some people that knew us in the past and we have similar things like that. Um your podcast seems to have led to something that is fascinating to me, and I'm learning more about this, and that is the Spark Conference that I missed this year because we just have recently started podcasting. But tell us about what that is, how the, how it formed up, and what is going on with Spark. Yeah, so I was working on my next book that I've already got like 40,000 words written, and I was really having a hard time getting it where I wanted it. And my husband was like, why are you spending all of this time working on this book when your podcast is, you're doing so good with your podcast? And, and I really had to take his, what he was saying and think, you know, my podcast, small as it may be, is reaching people all over the world. And um, how amazing is that, that that people I don't even know can listen to the encouraging stories that I share and my guests share, and uh, we can point them to Jesus. I thought, if I can do that, what if I brought a bunch of us together? How much more impact could we have on the kingdom as, you know, because there's something about a live event when you're together with other people. The teaching and the training is wonderful, but the networking and seeing other people that you've known online and connecting with them and connecting those heartstrings and, and then the conversations, that to me, I thought that would be amazing. And then that's exactly what happened. 
happened. And so God gave me the idea in October and I had the conference in February and we had Thanksgiving and Christmas and the new year in there. And so during that time I had to find speakers, a facility, market the event, you know, all of the things. And we did, and you know, such a blessing that I did not wait um, to, you know, if I would have taken six months to plan it, we wouldn't have had it. And we had it in a hotel. Hotels are expensive venues. You know, they add a lot of, uh, tax and things on everything you do. And so, but it was all done perfectly within God's timing. And, um, you know, I think if I wouldn't have jumped right out when he said yes, but I did. And instantly, and I had no idea how to do it. I'd never been to a podcast conference, but, uh, I just knew that if I could get a bunch of people together, offer good speakers, training and all of the things that it would be just an amazing experience. And so that's kind of what happened. So, yeah, your timing was interesting. I believe it was the first weekend in March that I went to PodFest, which was down in Orlando. Yes. And uh, 1,800 people or so, which could have been one of the last actual conferences because it, uh, they actually had a few, there were some rumblings that something was going on prior to that. My wife had been in Berlin the last week in January, flown back in and said, there's something going on in the world. And, and she had been praying about it. She goes, and I, I feel as if there's going to be some catastrophic events occur. And, uh, and, and, and I said, well, so should we go to Orlando or not? She goes, sure, go, but let's be mindful of it. And so we went. And then, of course, a few days after we returned, we, we'd gone to Disney while we were in Orlando, closed everything now. So your timing was excellent. Congratulations on that. We will, we will, we will say that you were obedient and God's hand was in that yes. because that would have been very challenging to make decisions and have deposits and things like many people did. But what are, what are some, go ahead, what were you? Well, I was just going to say that, yeah, the same thing for us, because um, Spark was two weeks before PodFest, and I would have been at PodFest, but I had a, a speaking engagement that had been on the books for years, um, for a year, um, and so I had to honor that, um, you know, engagement, and so right after that, my husband and I went to San Diego for the launch of podcast magazine. And we had similar discussion, like, should we go? Should we not go? And then we went, which was uh, that Sunday when you would have been at PodFest, we flew to San Diego and flew back on Tuesday. And it was a quick trip, but the world changed in the time that we were gone because we came home to empty grocery store shelves and people beginning to panic. So yeah, the timing was perfect and yeah. the Lord definitely led me and, and guided me in that. So yeah, that's good. And who would have known that toilet paper would get in such short, such short supply? And I don't, I still don't get that but Yeah. anyway. So with Spark, um, what, what, because I know a lot of people do events and plan things and we've got a lot of entrepreneurs that listen in. What are some things you learned I might even ask you, what are some things you might do differently? And then the third thing, and I'm just going to let you talk up through this, what's the future? What's next? So what'd you learn? What might you do differently? And what's the future with the Spark Conference? And we'll move along. Yeah. Well, what I learned is that of all the things that I've done, planning a conference is my jam. Like it is Ooh. what I am really good at. And I, um, I loved it. I really did. I think that that's where my gifting shine. And I'll tell you, I actually, it, I, 
ask God in a prayer, where does my calling and my gifting line up for this season? And that's when he put the conference on my heart. And then I could see all along all of the things that I had done from, you know, when I was a, a recruiter uh, back before I homeschooled my kids and when I worked at Enron and just all of the different things that I had done through homeschooling, everything had prepared me for this moment for Spark. And so that's one of the things that I learned. Um, it was phenomenal. I think for a first event, people were surprised at how amazing the event was, but I spent, you know, four months doing nothing else but planning that event. So a lot of hard work went into that. I, I have since have formed a team to help me because I know that I can't do it all. That's not a sustainable model. So I've got some amazing people that I have surrounded myself with that are helping me take the vision forth. Um, some things that we're going to do differently this past year, we had one main room and we basically started with podcasting 101 and then went to launch and everything in between until we ended with, you know, monetization and growth strategies and kind of covered branding and marketing in the middle there and kind of everything in between. But next year, we want the people who've already been at Spark uh, to be, to have something to look forward to, to come back. So we're going to do, uh, the, our plan currently, which it's really hard to plan for an event when the whole world's on lockdown, but we are moving forward in that planning. And, um, our goal is to have probably six, five, six keynotes, as opposed to, um, the whole thing kind of being one keynote after another and then having breakout sessions so that we can have, you know, two or three tracks so that people have things to choose from. But we still want to keep it small because we like the intimacy of community and we really want to support um, each other and have opportunities to that to do that. So that's what we're, we're looking at. And from there, now that we can't uh, have a a huge event like that. I formed a partnership with Eric Nevins of the Christian Podcasters Association and the Halfway There podcast to form Rocket Podcast. And that is kind of like a mini conference all the time because you have this group of people who are constantly getting trained with, uh, we've got a lot of experts in the podcasting industry that um, we're talking to about all of the different things. And then we formed a mastermind group to help people move forward in um, what they're doing to help them with their pain points and really to support one another. So that's the thing that is next and what I'm really excited about. And we were able to take the training videos from the Spark conference and put them mm -hmm. in to the resource library and training that Eric had done at, a, at an event. And so we're starting off with a really robust library, but then every week we're gonna add content to that. So it's like the, the online mini version of a conference all the time, but we are definitely looking forward to the day that we are not quarantined and we can all be together again and hug real people's necks and, and see, see them and you know just don't know what that's going to look like and we'll just have to see how that all unfolds but we we know that uh, God's got it all under control and so we're just going to seek him for wisdom and he's going to direct us on how that will go 
Sure. Yeah, there, gosh, there's three or four things that jumped out at me while you were speaking just then. First of all, um, I joined the Rocket Podcast, so I'm, I'm in that group, and I went in, and I poked around, and I looked at some of the videos and all, and I was sitting here. My challenge is, is there's so many in there, I've got to now block time with my schedule to go in and listen to some. And it's cool for someone where I'm at because I'm in the process of doing media kits. I'm being interviewed on podcasts. And so you had a session on that. And there's a lot of things. And I, before we get done, I'm going to ask you to maybe do a little bit of coaching for someone who's had an inkling of an idea that they may want to do a podcast. But there's a few things with what you just said that I want to hit on. One thing that was amazing to me that you brought up was that it appeared that everything in your life was coming to this point of doing this event. And I wanted to share that I, a few years ago when we had gone through quite a bit of struggle financially and I was questioning, I mean, ego and all these type things were coming into play. I was spending a lot of quiet time with the Lord. And I believe that he very clearly told me that there is nothing that I have done in my life, experienced good, bad, or ugly, that he will not use for the assignment that I have to advance his kingdom. And when you were saying that, that's what resonated with me. And you brought up things that were interesting. You, you worked with Enron. Did I see that? Yeah. (laughs) That's a name we have not heard in a while. (laughs) No. Yeah, no. I mean, it, 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 yeah, it was, that was a devastating loss to, uh, to everyone, but the Houston economy in particular. But before I worked there kind of in the heyday when everything was amazing and it was the place to be and it was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, it's yeah, been a that, while that since. Shows, that shows all of us how quickly things of the world can dissipate and disappear because it was, it was one of the top companies around and then it disappeared and then it was right before, was it right before 9-11? It yeah. Was right around that time because yeah. 9-11 happened and then we didn't even hear about it. You know, it was in the news and then 9-11 took all of the news space and it wasn't even like, huh, it was a name. I was just kind of reading some stuff on you. So anyway, so you're a recruiter and all that. So the Lord was bringing you to this place for the, your assignment that you that you have, which is so cool and so exciting. And, you know, one of the things that that I believe is going to come out of the time that we're in and I'm working with my clients on this. We're doing events and, and other things that we're trying to work on is that we are being forced to not be complacent because in many ways we had gotten complacent and we are having to look at, okay, if we've got an event scheduled for October of next year, we have to have plan B, plan C, and plan D. That mm-hmm. could mean virtual. It could mean hybrid. It could mean that we have it where you've seen these funny pictures where people are sitting six feet apart. And could you imagine doing that at a conference? <laughs> yeah, no, because the space that you would have to have and what they would charge you for that large of a space. I mean, there's lots of impl- implications there. But don't you think that there's going to be some pricing flexibility in the future from the hotel motel industry? Do you think? Yeah, I've had conversations with people and we've definitely had those conversations about that. And also, you know, the clauses that we sign as an event planner, um, because this, 
may have been seen as an act of God, but it may not have, because that's the clause that they put in a lot of those contracts. And so, um, you know, I, I think there will definitely be pandemic language, you know, put in the contracts. And yeah, I think that it will be interesting because, you know, those industries definitely hospitality and hotels and even airline alliance are all being impacted by what's going on. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it all unfolds. Yeah. And we'll, we'll make sure I'll, I'll put in our notes, the links so that people can get more information about that. The other thing that I wanted to bring up as we start looking at wrapping up, I always joke with people, this is my first getting ready to close. We've got a few more that we'll do here. But uh, when I went to PodFest, I, I was kind of led, I believe by the Lord to start our podcast. We're in the entrepreneur space. So it's, you know, interesting to me that we 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 kind of marry business, faith, all of these things together in in our category. But I felt the nudge from the Lord to just share, and a lot of it had to do. I was about to have my first grandchild. I was finishing up my novel. That it, writing is such an interesting thing, and I just wanted to share. And I believe that there are a lot of people listening that are most likely in that same situation. And I don't think I realized the magnitude of what we're doing here until I went to PodFest and I just looked around. Now, PodFest has a, a lot of people with it, a lot of diverse <laughs> um, belief systems and, and niche markets and all, which is cool. I, I dig that. I love talking to, you know, the, the people that are teaching all kinds of stuff. I know where my faith is and I know that I could share it and talk to other people about it. But I really saw the magnitude of getting the message out. And so to me, with what you're doing with Spark is really just putting an exclamation point on getting the message of the kingdom out. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Um, you know, with a podcast, you can actually reach the ends of the earth with the good news. And that is what, you know, Jesus wanted us to do is to go and make disciples of, of many nations. But um, through the course of this pandemic, I know one Sunday when Joel Olstein uh, preached, he had 4.6 million viewers. And what that tells me is that there are people who are looking for hope because you know, they're not hearing hope on the news. They're not hearing hope in the headlines. And we have an incredible opportunity as a person of faith and whether it's a faith-based podcast or it's an entrepreneur business, people are hungry for uh, peace and for joy. And we can have those things because the Holy Spirit lives within us. And so even though the world is being turned upside down, if we're listening to the voice of truth and, and what the Bible says, and we're taking everything in through that lens, um, we're going to we're, we're going to weather this storm a little bit differently than people mm -hmm. that don't have that. And I think people are looking for that. And so absolutely, our, our voices are probably more important now than, than ever. Yeah, and it, it reminds me of the scripture I'd, I've been listening to, and I don't know why I've been drawn to this recently, listening to the Sermon on the Mount with my Audible um, app that I've got over and over and over again every morning for probably two months now. And 
it's amazing how applicable it is to the times that we are in. But what you just said reminds me of there's someone whose house is built on sand Mm -hmm. (laughs) and there's the one that his house is built on the rock. The one that listens to all that he has said and taught in Matthew where I'm listening five, six, seven is built on rock. And what you're saying is this group through spark and the people that are getting this message out should. And I believe that we are talking about something that's built on rock, not on sand. And what we're seeing with economy and other things like that, we're seeing a lot of that sand washing away, which is uh, disconcerting for a lot of people. And I think our invitation is, Hey, come check out what it's like to have something built on a rock. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's good. So all right, I want to ask some, maybe some practical questions for the person that's listening that, that says, Hmm, I want to do like Misty. I've, I've been through some things that I would like to begin sharing. And so now that you've got books, you've got podcasts, you've got conferences, you've got training courses, speak to the person. But as we wrap up again, this is my, my second wrap up. As we wrap up again, what would you encourage them or just practical tips? What would you say to them? I mean, is it start a podcast? Is it go write a book? Is it do what? Just give us some teaching on what someone can do that they're feeling a welling inside their soul, their spirit to share. Yeah, I would say just do it. Whether you are sharing with your neighbor or the the sphere of influence um, that you are with, um, or, you know, if you feel the nudging to write your story or to share a message, either through a book or podcast, I would say just do it. You know, there's a lot of things that could hold us back in terms of fear. Well, I'm not educated enough to do this, or I can't do that or whatever. Um, I'd say just step out and just do it afraid. Um, Do it with fear. Find people to walk alongside you, to teach you, to train you. There are, you know, we live in the information age, right? We can learn how to do anything um, with, you know, a couple of clicks of, of the mouse and our keyboard, right? So there are, there's lots of great training out there. So, you know, just don't let that hold you back. Um, I would just say, just do it because we need your voice. We need your message and that the, there's never been a better time than now. And whether that's through a book, a podcast, a blog, whatever you feel comfortable with and whatever God's leading you to do, um, I say, just do it. Yeah. If someone is, let's just say it's podcast yeah. is, is a brand new person that has no, they don't even know what a microphone is. Can't spell it. Can't spell podcast. Would the rocket podcast community, would that be a, a good environment for them to step into? Absolutely. Because one of the things that we have, like we talked about the content library, which is a rich library full of how to videos. We also have a community um, that we are forming to, to really to lead, but also, you know, we pour into one another. The Bible talks about iron sharpening iron. And so that's what that community aspect is for. And then we're bringing in industry experts, but through our mastermind, through our time in our mastermind, as we meet together, you know, a typical mastermind is what are you working on? 
what's working for you, what's not working. And then we can hone in on what's not working. And then you've got multiple voices speaking into that. So uh, for someone just starting out, it might be what microphone do I get? Well, we've got a checklist, like here's some of the things that you need to do. And here, here are things you need to think about before you even pick up the microphone, because you have to know what your message is and who your target audience is. And then you want to think about branding and all of those things. So we're going to try to walk people through every step of the way. But this is also a community for people who are further down the road who are, are asking questions like, how do I reach people outside of my sphere of influence? How do I grow my podcast? You know, how can I monetize this so it can be sustainable? So Rocket Podcast will be something kind of for everyone, wherever they are in their journey. Yeah, we're, we're right at 50 episodes in, definitely by the time this this airs. And I, I looked at it quickly, and I, I had been communicating some with you and Eric, and I knew we had this schedule. I went, huh. I said, I think I should join to find out what I did wrong. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully not. Hopefully not. And and listen, I just want to say, I want to pile on with the mastermind concept. I have been a part of masterminds for years. I've run them. I've had them in our organizations. To me, it is the most biblical, scriptural model of discipleship and learning and, and I mean truthfully Jesus had a mastermind with uh, with that with about 12 people that they sat around and they pulled greatness out of each other and that's really what it's all about which is awesome so so thank you for sharing that and I do I encourage listen if anyone is listening and they've got an inkling that they want to do it I mean I I, I joined, I think, yesterday, right when y'all released it, and the price point to me was extremely affordable because with sometimes these things, I'll just share with you, I've been a part of masterminds that I've spent 100000 a year to be a part of. Yeah. And to be able to do it for less than what I will often spend on coffee is, uh, is pretty awesome. I might encourage y'all to charge more, but... Uh, for the person listening, they probably. <laughs> and we will, that's a plan, but we did want to offer it initially um, to at, at to people at every level because we know what, what we have is valuable and that it will help them, um, but they don't know until they try. And, you know, I definitely would not want to charge somebody in the hundreds or thousands of dollars and for them to feel lost or not helpful or so, because my heart really is for ministry and really to equip as, as many people as I can to help them to share the messages that God has placed on their heart. Yeah. Misty, uh, one other quick question before I ask how, how people can get in touch with you and we'll put in the notes, we'll put links. If someone maybe had an inkling about podcasting, would the spark conference be a good first step if maybe it's down the road at the next one or, or what would you recommend for that? Did y'all have a lot of people that do not have podcasts yet that participated? Yeah, we actually had a lot of people who um, had not started a podcast yet, or they had just launched their podcast in January. And our conference was at the end of February. So they were maybe, you know, a month to, to six episodes in. So that was a really great timing uh, for them. Absolutely. The spark is training that you will teach you kind of how to do all of the things, but 
you know, if we're not able to get to the Spark conference, the we've put that content, like I said, into the Rocket Library Great. so that people can access that training you know, starting now and uh, for a very affordable price. But uh, the great thing about Rocket is we did offer it at uh, $29 a month, or you could buy for a year and get two free months. Um, that will be the only time that we offer it at that price. But the cool thing is for everybody who jumps in now, you will never pay more than that. So that's right. kind of a kind of a fun thing that we're doing. Yeah, I went ahead and signed up for the year just because I'm going, wow, I, I blow that money on a tank of gas in the RV. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank thank you so much. I want to I want to give you an opportunity to tell people that are listening to this via audio how to get in touch with you, how to connect with you, how to find some of the resources you've mentioned. We will include the links you've given to us in the notes also and all in, in, in where we share this. But I want to give you the opportunity to verbally let everybody know how to connect with you. Yeah, so my personal website is mistyphilip.com. There you will find links to my book and my podcast planner and my uh, podcast and all of those kinds of things are there. Uh, there's a link from there to the Spark Christian Podcast Conference website and then also Rocket. And you can find me pretty much in all the places online, either as Misty Phillip or Spark Christian Podcast Conference or Rocket Podcast Community. So, you know, wherever you hang out, whether it's LinkedIn or Twitter or Facebook, you're, you're apt to find us. Yeah, very good. Thank you for that. Two questions I like to wrap up with. First of all, what's next for you? Or what, sometimes I'm even asking it now in this time we're in, what are you excited about that's coming up soon? You know, I'm a, I am super excited about the Rocket podcast community because we've already got a great initial group and we've only been open for one day. So we're going to keep that registration open till May 1st. But I am excited to get to the opportunity to be able to work with people to help them hone their messages, to help them grow. And, you know, that's a big next part of my next year. And I'm looking forward to being able to plan the next Spark event once I can get out and look at facilities because we maxed out in the hotel that we were in. And so we're, our plan for is to find a larger facility because to be able to do all the things we wanna do. So those are kind of the two things that I'm super excited about right now. Yeah, that's good. What a, what a fun time. What a, what a cool thing to lock arms with people that are on mission and on point to do what I, the term I use, advance the kingdom. So yeah. that's awesome. I'm excited to be connected with you guys. The title of this podcast is Seek, Go Create and has a lot of meaning to those words. But which one of those words jumps out to you? This is my last question. Which one jumps out to you and why? Seek, Go, Create. Actually, all three. Um, oh, no, you yes. can't. I need you to pick one. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to tell you seek because yes. my tagline for by his grace is seek Jesus, study the word, grow in grace. So mm -hmm. if we seek him, we will find him. But I have to say, I love the go word because we are to go into all the world and share the gospel. And then finally create God is the creator and he has given us um, the ability to create because we're made in his image. And um, so I love the name of your podcast and I love all three of those words. So, <laughs> Well, thank you. You, you uh, very diplomatically 
gave the answer of all three of them. So very good job on that. There's a lot of talent and skill that takes that it takes to do that. Misty, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. It has been such a blessing. First of all, my goal is always just to have communications with people with the recorder going so people can listen in. And I know that I could have conversation with you at length. We could talk business. We could talk spiritual. We could talk so many things. But I know that you have been a blessing to our listeners. And I thank you for that. And I appreciate it. So thank you so much for participating. Thanks so much, Tim. This has been so fun. Listeners, if you would like to continue the conversation, and I encourage you to, we welcome that. Go to seekgocreate.com. That's seekgocreate.com to comment on this episode, post or contact us. You can also find us and communicate on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. All of those places we are Seek Go Create. Just do a, do a search Seek Go Create. You'll find us. Thank you again for joining us today. We look forward to connecting with you on the Seek Go Create podcast in the near future.